Live Uncensored Radio Free America. Another exciting, informative hour is warming up. Rick Adams is on fire. Back on the air. And uh, yes, indeed, Alan Watt is here, as you see. Uh, he has um, studied, as many of you have, although he's invested quite a bit of uh, time, all of his time now, in studying the Matrix. And uh, we think of the Matrix, boy, we, uh, we really are in the, the web of deception today. As the scriptures say, you know, uh, we live in a world of deception, and uh, few there, there be that find the path to the truth because of the uh, satanic influences that control governments of the world. And, Alan, you, uh, you know, you, you've read enough of them. I'm sure you've, you've read others as well. Tupper Saucy's book and uh, books on the subject and, and so forth. And uh, going back, some previous caller mentioned Rasputin. Mm-hmm. And I do have a book on the occult in high places. Yeah. And I've referred to it before. And you know what happened when Rasputin got in power, what he did. And uh, the power of the occult and the power of demonism is a real power. It does not always manifest itself in the exorcist type of mentality. That's an area. Not at all. Remember, he appears as an angel of light, Satan. Yeah. An illumination. Illuminati. And so- Illuminati. And that's the oddest thing, because I do know from some high... Uh, very high masons, way above 33rd degree, yep. uh, where they describe actually taking on a higher entity as part of the degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time I heard it, I was rather skeptical. Um, but the next fellow who told me uh, at the other end of the country the same story, I, and then the third person told me, I said, you know, it must be true, they're, they're doing this. And um, they do believe, uh, and they have a list of the demons. That's the funny thing about all this. Uh, these people, some of them that you see on TV, uh, they actually take on a, a higher entity or demon, mm-hmm. and they get a longevity from that. And the trade-off is that the, the demon or entity is able to take more time inside the body of the, the host and, and give them certain abilities, certain powers, uh, intuitions, you might say, mm-hmm. so they're always one step ahead of everyone else. Absolutely true. So they actually do this kind of thing, yeah. I have talked to people uh, who were involved in silver mind control. Mm-hmm. I have talked to people who have gotten involved with astral projection, yeah. and their their spirit left their body and traveled, mm-hmm. and they encountered the most horrific demons. Uh, it was a nightmare for them. Some came back, and they returned, and they, they called upon Jesus to save them, and let me tell you, it was a harrowing experience. People that don't believe it uh, mm-hmm. don't know, don't know what has been recorded. This is not just the, you know, the business of uh, of uh, the sixth sense, you know, uh, that type of thing, uh, yes. or parapsychology. This is real demonism. Yeah, and well, they, they do have they, they have lists of the demons. You'll find them in, in the, the, the the real Kabbalah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and each, each, it's interesting too that the fallen or, or the sons of God they talk about even in the, the Old Testament um, each one was a specialist in a certain area and, it, and they taught them to their wives mm-hmm. one was an, a, a mathematician one was uh, it dealt with uh, uh, we would call it medicine or a, a pocketary um, pharmacia 
Yeah, pharmacia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so each one was a specialist in a science. Mm-hmm. And that's the key to this. Is through science, they believe they will conquer. But uh, it's also amazing that at this particular time in history, mm-hmm. uh, they have made the new religion to revolve around channeling, which is taking in entities into yourself. Uh, according to the, to, the, to the old scriptures, you had two million uh, ones who fell from heaven. And there's only about 2,000 at any one time on the planet in the high positions mm. of power. Mm. And so you have a whole lot floating around looking for hosts. Yes, indeed. So that's an interesting thing to ponder. Yes, indeed it is. It's scary, but true. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we have full lines right now. Our number 800-313-9443. We have a break coming up, and we'll give you all sufficient time when we return from this upcoming break. Yep, we are avenging, avenging the saints, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Alan Watt here, he has his own website, and uh, boy, there's a lot on your website, Alan, that's for sure. It continues to go right down. I can never reach the bottom of the page. Yes. It seems like a bottomless pit here, doesn't it? It does go on. We're putting up a new website to make it easier, hopefully. Yeah. All right, very good. And the website again, go ahead, tell our, our listeners. Yeah, it's cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Very simple. Pretty easy, huh? All right, let's take more calls. 800-313-9443. No available lines right now that I'm aware of. John in California, you are now on the program, sir. Uh, hi, Rick. Uh, another great guest. Oh, thank you. Hi, Alan. Hello. Um, I was wondering, since you you alluded to earlier, the uh, the ones at the very top, the pinnacle of this thing, uh, and since they uh, bring in all these uh, hate laws and and adopt the uh, Noahide laws mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, and we have these Khazarians uh, that uh, uh, call themselves Jews that are not. Uh, what do you think about the Jewish question within all this, even since they're using that? How do we combat that? Do we expose well, it? You have to know how to expose it. Yes. Uh, you see, if, if you try and expose it, um, there, there are it's like Albert Pike in Morals and Dogma, uh, the high mm-hmm. pope of Masonry in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. He said that in every religion, including Judaism, there are two kinds of, of religion. One is the exoteric for the bulk of the population, and then there's the esoteric, which is a, a form of uh, uh, the secret society within that knows the, the plan for the future and directs all the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no doubt that there's a hard core within Judaism uh, who, who, mind you, belong to another brotherhood altogether, the International Brotherhood, and they, they use Judaism, and they, they, they don't think right. twice about right. sacrificing Jews to the cause. Mm-hmm. When you join the high groups of Masonry, you swear allegiance to an International Brotherhood where you leave your, your, your old family behind and you join the new. So all your old values, all your old connections uh, come secondarily to you, and you now have a new prime function in the international brotherhood, and that's the, 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 the second meaning of the, the, the world Zionist. Uh, that's a different group from the majority. Most Jews think Zionism is just a state for Israel, mm-hmm. and of course Zion in the mystery religion, um, it's, it's a combination of two words. Uh, in Aramaic, it's, it's sin 
Egypt is the, is the male and female generative power in the mystery religion. Yeah, yeah. And that's the real meaning of Zion. How do we combat this logically with uh, your everyday people that are somewhat aware? Mm-hmm. Uh, because there is uh, much information out there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in public records. It, it, it doesn't matter about the majority of the public. The majority of the public um, will probably always stay under mind control. Uh, Zygmunt Brzezinski wrote uh, a book back in the 60s, um, and in there he had the technotronic era, where he said a time would come when, where the average individual will be unable to reason for themselves. Mm. Uh, they will give their ability to reason over to the media, and and the media will do their thinking for them. Well, that time came a long time ago. <laughs> that, that's a fact. And, and he actually said that, yeah. that uh, uh, they'll only be able to parrot what they've been fed from the previous night's news. Well, he, they, you know, Hitler was saying that himself, you know, repeat a lie often enough and big enough. Yes. Now, he was referring to them, ironically, and interestingly enough, the way they extracted that quote uh, and referred it back to him. But he was, uh, you know, a puppet of the internationalists and so forth. But yet, yes. what he was saying was true. If you repeat a lie big enough and often enough, people will believe it. They'll believe yes. the sun is cold. If you tell them long enough, they will believe anything. Well, Albert Pike put it this way, and this is how it was done. This is how it was done even today. He said, he said, we survey the land. We then build the foundation, prepare the foundation, build the foundation, and then build on top of the foundation. And I watch this done even in the media and popular writers. Um, I mean, Zachariah Sitchin was the first one to be put out there, heavily promoted for the New Age writing fascinating stuff for itching ears. That's how, how it works. And um, it was all based on his own interpretations of the Sumerian tablets uh-huh. and the Anunnaki reptilian people, all this stuff. And, and there's no other um, expert agrees with them. They, they, they all actually, they won't even take them seriously. And, and then after Sitchin, they put out a couple of other big writers, uh, finance them to the top, mix it with the New Age, and so they keep building on a faulty foundation, but they build a pyramid or a castle in the air, and the public want to believe it because it fascinates them. Mm-hmm. It's the okay. same technique, you see. Thank you. Uh, we have to move along. We're, Thank you, John, for your questions. Okay. Barney in Maryland, you're next on the program. You know, I would like to have Alan's comment on these things. That are three things that are bothering me. What's that? First, we have to be complete idiots. Instead of uh, eliminating less than 100,000 one-worlders, we choose to fight 30 million illegals, 100 million Iranians, and uh, probably uh, over a billion Chinese and 300 million Russians. It don't make sense. And second, the worst part is that most of the illegals are Christians, and we chosen to fight them instead of the uh, one-worlders who are Satanists. And even the people that are patriots uh, appear to think that these one-worlders are gods. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. that's what I want to talk hear about. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an anomaly. Yeah, it's, it's true that the uh, uh, Jack Statali, who was the the Kissinger for the Europe unification, European 
unification, uh, and who now works at the United Nations, uh, put a book out in 1990, and it's called Millennium, Winners and Losers in the Coming New World Order. And, uh, I mean, this man was advisor to about five or six presidents uh, of France, and he talked about the, the borders coming down in the Americas and gave roughly the time period it would happen. And he said initially the hordes will come up from South America, Latin America, mm-hmm. and mayhem will ensue for a long time. And eventually, after it all settles down over chaos and pandemonium and probably a generation or two of, of, of shootings, lootings, etc., and, and local warfare, he said uh, uh, then there'll be a, 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 an English and a Spanish-speaking population in America. And I, when he wrote that, I thought of what... Uh, um, it was the Rockefeller, David Rockefeller said about the same time period. Uh, David Rockefeller was giving a speech at the World Bank, and he said that this present generation who are alive now are the cannon fodder for this agenda. And, and he said, uh, you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. That's mm-hmm. how they talk about this. Mm-hmm. So that your personal chaos that will ensue is just making an omelet to them, you see. That's exactly. Was it Lenin who said that too? Or I think it was uh, Lenin. Yes. One of the communist Bolsheviks mm-hmm. said the same thing exactly. Uh-huh. And that's the dialectic, isn't it? You uh, create a problem, a crisis, mm-hmm. and then you uh, utilize it and exploit it. Yes, and Jack Vitale also said that, that America would be industri- deindustrialized completely, and so that once this was all over and done with, and even before it was finished, he said the next boat people leaving uh, the shores looking for work will be Americans mm-hmm. looking for work abroad. Mm-hmm. Shall we go back to uh, Leiden? Back to Holland? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going to go, man? Exactly. All right. Uh-huh. Okay, now uh, let's see. We've got a bunch of callers here, and we still have the rest of this hour. You can stay, I, I assume, Alan, can't yeah. you? Good, very good. Let's take uh, Mike in Kentucky. You're next on the program. Hi, Mike. <laughs> You guys, uh, some the last hour you kind of provoked me to call in because it just was a little bit too doom and gloom for me. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, I feel like trying a sound effect out on you. Resistance is futile. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I was uh, hoping that would reverb a little well, that, bit. That's but, certainly uh, what they're saying. Anyway. <laughs> well, they say you will be assimilated. <laughs> Yeah, you will be assimilated. We have our ways, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All Resistance right. is futile, folks. No, seriously. What's your uh, take on we, it, Mike? We are surrounded by food. If it comes down to um, allotment cards, like we've already got, you know, in most states, I think the Department of Agriculture made them implement basically a credit card for food stamps. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people fall enough below uh, the uh, level to qualify for that stuff are already on a, an allotment card, uh, sort of like you were talking about last hour. But if uh, that got cut off, I mean, uh, the Native Americans uh, were able to find food around here, and, you know, there's supposed to be more bears and deer than when the Virginia colony was established. So I don't know but what. Maybe, uh, you know, before Homeland Security was established, uh, maybe somebody started thinking about that and and uh, <coughs> mm-hmm. let some of these populations explode a little bit because maybe they knew what was coming. But I think there's been 
uh, untold numbers of diabolical plots that have been thwarted by how, whatever you want to describe it as, the grace of God or or whatever, you know. I don't work for specter or chaos or whatever the, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, the arch rival of the, uh, these parodies like James Bond. But, uh, I think a lot, there are enough people in our intelligence community that are looking out for this country and looking out for our people. Mike, uh, we have to break. Do you want to hang on or are you all done? Yeah, I'm, yeah. All right. We'll give you another question when we come back. Alan Watt, our guest, www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. We are speaking with our guest here, who, of course, is Alan Watt, in case you just tuned in. And uh, his website, www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And uh, we have a number of calls still to go. So uh, let us continue with Mike, who was uh, on before the break. Mike, you had another question? Well, uh, it sounds like by the name of your website, you're not for, uh, you know, uh, why fight? We're on the next flight sort of mentality, like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no fighting this. It's fate. It's inevitable. You know, these uh, Illuminati, Luciferian worshippers of reason, which I think there are multiple layers of these secret societies. You never know when you've progressed to the next degree because there's a sublime degree and then there's the real degree and so they they keep their own people in the dark it's a lot like the intelligence community but i think uh i think uh you don't really have that rapture mentality right you think it's worth uh trying to battle these people i think it's everybody's right to try and uh stay alive and have the right to have their own offspring and bring them up and give them the chance of life as well. Uh, every creature has that ability to do so. So it's not a matter of leaning down and letting them walk over you. It's a matter uh, on an individual basis of standing up and proclaiming your right to life, because that, that's what it is ultimately. Mm-hmm. It's your right to, to, to be an independent, thinking, sentient being, and that's a God-given right. Okay. Yeah. Mike, we're going to have to run, right. though, because we've got other calls. Thank you for your uh, question. It's a philosophical one, and uh, it, it is important to uh, to really delve into the question of what do we do because, uh, you know, it's, it's not a matter of, of doom and gloom. It really is a matter of, of the battle. It's a spiritual battle. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, Alan, as you know. Yeah. Uh, we're fl- fighting against spiritual powers and principalities in high places. And we see that. Every time George Bush gets on and smirks at America, laughs at us and giggles uh, nervously, it, it, you know, it shows the evil. It shows the arrogance of these people that they can kill with immunity. And they can send men to do their killing and train them to kill like these Marines, uh, you know, in Haditha. And, and yet no one seems to want to deal with the fact that somebody sent them there. Somebody engaged our fighting troops into an illegal war, a war that was unconstitutionally begun by this administration. Where is the guillotine? Where is the blade that will come down chopping off their necks? They ultimately are responsible. The Rumsfelds, the Bushes, uh, the Rices, the Hadleys, the, uh, you know, the uh, 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 Cheneys and so forth. These are the people whose heads must roll, and they will. Someday they will. Yeah, these people, it's quite amazing to realize the 
they can do all this planning, and, and they're only the fronts, as we know. The, the think tanks above them are even more powerful, and Absolutely. the eternal bureaucracies. Uh, this is a, something that's never discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, the big bureaucratic uh, boys, uh, these are career men, and, and uh, they're not elected. They all know what their function and role is in the bureaucracy, and they deal right toward with the United Nations. They bypass politicians. Yep. It's been like that since the League of Nations. Yep. Yeah, might as well abolish the whole uh, Congress, really, at this point. It really, yeah. It probably would be an improvement anyway, but, uh-huh. you know. And even quickly made that reference, he said, when he was talking about the, the real men who are unelected, yeah, right. who move behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and the front men are there to take the heat. Right. Exactly. And All uh, right. that's Patrick, what we see. Patrick in, in Dallas. Hello, you're on the program with uh, Alan. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, I believe the phrase is, uh, resistance is futile. Prepare to be assimilated. Uh, this is uh, th- there's something good about this Star Trek analogy, which is uh, how the Borg, which would be the beast in the analogy, is defeated by an unseen force. It's exactly how the beast will be defeated by the unseen force of uh, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I'd like to uh, I'd like to give my own experience. Uh, this previous caller was talking about the intelligence agencies. Um, I knew a CIA agent uh, who was in federal prison in El Reno, Oklahoma, uh, for about a, a little over a year, mm-hmm. uh, who was uh, in prison over the his, something to do with the Iran-Contra affair. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, attempted to recruit me into the CIA, and uh, one of, he used several things to try to... Uh, lure me in uh, and told me quite a bit about his own experience. He was bought as a, as a young child by the CIA from his poor Appalachian parents who couldn't afford to keep him because he was a hemophiliac. Hmm. Uh, he was used as a sex slave throughout his youth by the man he called his rabbi, his term, not mine, um, that was his mentor, I guess, for lack of a better term. He was put through what he called conditioning, which I came to assume was this kind of monarch mind control. Um, he said it was, you know, he didn't go into great detail, but um, I, I did see, I, I know he had alternate personalities because I saw his sex slave personality surface uh, at one time. It was, it was very obvious. Um, he uh, told me. All his... right, stay where you are, Patrick. Okay. Let's finish that. When we come back, Alan Watt, our guest, and uh, there's room for you. I'm Rick Adams, Radio Avenger. We shall return. By some awful quirk of fate, the Morlocks had become the masters and the Eloi their servants. The Morlocks maintained them and bred them like, like cattle. That tells it all, doesn't it, Alan? I think so. Yep. That's uh, Mr. Wells himself, H.G. Wells, the time machine. Now, he was uh, he was one of the uh, elite in England, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he was uh, one of the founding members of the Fabian Society. Right, right. And he did work for the British government. Uh, he was a PR man, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, a propagandist for World War One. Uh, he coined the term, uh, the war to end all wars. That was the slogan to recruit the young men uh-huh. uh, and make it idealistic, uh, an idealistic war. And um, 
he was chartered by the government and the Secret Service to do his work. Now, is it true that he sort of started to have a change of heart and see through all of this matrix in the end? I don't think so. In, in fact, uh, um, George Orwell knew him very well, mm -hmm. and yep. George Orwell uh, declared he was a he was a, a manic depressive and paranoid too. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a he was a he hated the working class people mm -hmm. with a passion. Who's that? Orwell or H.G. Uh, Wells? Yeah. Uh -huh. He he was terrified of the, the working class because um, his mother was was the, the housekeeper of a noble family, and he was brought up in that house, living that lifestyle, but, but always remembering that he was a member of the working class himself. Mm -hmm. And so he hated the working class. It terrified him. Mm -hmm. And he he also believed in Plato's Republic, the, the ideal society ruled by the elite, the intellectual elite, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the reordering and of the whole uh, societal structure. He yeah. believed in that uh, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he had no regrets in taking his part in it. And he died, what, uh, was it around the World War II era? or Just something? after World War II, I think yeah. in 1948 he died, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and of course... Uh, his uh, grandchildren live on. In fact, Simon Wells was the one who uh, directed the remake. Of the uh, yes, not only that, H.G. Uh, Wells was all for, again, on behalf of the British elite, who supervised the Russian Revolution. Mm -hmm. um, he went over there afterwards, and uh, he left his own son with Pavlov to be instructed Isn't in the Pavlovian technique. That's amazing, yep. Very and then true. his son came over to the U.S. as a professor and taught yeah. at a university there. And figures. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? Uh -huh. All right. Uh, you're still with us now, Patrick? Yes, and uh, I'd just like to say I have no intention of being an Eloy or a Goyam <laughs> or any such thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to continue, um, this, this, this guy that I, I spent a little over a year with in federal prison, uh, he told me that he had been brought up in the belief system of Santeria, which, as I understand it, is basically Caribbean voodoo with Church of Rome labels applied to it. Uh, in the short period we were uh, cellmates, he offered to conjure up a demon in our cell. Yeah. And I, at this point, really had very little doubt that he could do what he said, and I declined uh, you know, not being particularly brave or particularly close to the Lord mm -hmm. at that point. of you. Well, I think so. Mm -hmm. and, um, and over the period of time, I, I came to find out that this, this little guy who was very unimposing looking had uh, a photographic memory, and uh, I have no doubt he was who he said he was because he had a lot of pull with the administration. He got me a great job in the front office, and while I was in good with him, I had it going on. Unfortunately, when I declined to uh, be part of their, you know, little cabal and mm -hmm. started actually witnessing to him and asking him, very subtly, I would, I would ask him questions about good and evil and this sort of thing, and whenever I would bring up the word Christ or Jesus, oh man, the, con the, the conversation ended immediately. Mm -hmm. And... uh Ever since then, I've been on the the uh, the red list, shall we say? Sure, sure. Interesting uh, testimony. That's a personal it, testimony that uh, I've heard from others as well. 
Believe me, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I believe you, Patrick. Thank you for your uh, for your calling the program as always. Let's move along now, ladies and gentlemen. Eight hundred three one three nine four four three. Not much more time for new callers, but let's uh, continue uh, with our guest, Alan Watt. And uh, Andrew is in uh, South Florida. Is that right, Andrew? That is correct. Hi, welcome. Uh, when I discuss uh, all this stuff with people, I always bring them back to President John F. Kennedy because I see that as a major watershed in the setting up of the shadow government here in the United States. I guess my question for the guest is, uh, <clears throat> number one, uh, does he know who killed John F. Kennedy and the reason that they took him out? Yeah. Um, Alan? He was killed in a, in, a, in a typical ritualistic fashion of the killing of the, of the king, as they call it, in, yeah. in the high occult, uh, where your, your brain is to be exposed to the sun. And, of mm. course, we know that happened as he drove into the sun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where the bullet hit him. And, uh, again, on Dealey Plaza, with the three roads making the pyramid, there was also a pyramid off to the left. Mm -hmm. And Oliver Stone, who did the movie on that, uh, was showing you who did it. Because when um, the, the, the investigator meets the, the, the Pentagon fellow in the park uh, near Washington's monument, you, you, yeah. you see them sitting on a park bench. Mm -hmm. And they said, who, who would have the power to pull this off? And the camera pans back, and you see them, them as little men on a bench, and there's this hole, this huge obelisk filling the whole left hand of the screen from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And he's telling you right there who did it. Mm -hmm. It was the high occult who did it. The, the real, uh, the guardian class, they call themselves. Mm -hmm. The guardians. That's what Plato called them, too. And how many uh, were double kills, do you think there were? How many? Quite a few. Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's always some, because Jack Ruby, you know, they say, well, he... He didn't even really die. Uh, he was shipped out back to Israel. Um, you know, the Mossad was heavily involved in Dallas that day, yeah. the CIA and so forth. Uh, but uh, uh, there are people who are set up, you know, to do a killing, uh, and then they're killed off. And, yeah. uh, you know, Oswald himself. What do you know about Oswald? Uh, uh, well, even in Britain, uh, they showed a lot of the CIA footage of Oswald. Um, there's no, there's no way this man just went to Russia after mm -hmm. leaving the military mm -hmm. and and got married, etc. He was over, he was sent over there to do a job and probably to be trained as well and mm -hmm. sent over by the CIA because there was no Cold War um, at all. Uh, it was a, it was a big uh, antithesis to get the world changed. But you don't uh, think Oswald pulled the trigger? That I mean, uh, no yeah. way, no. Yeah. I mean, the single bullet theory, you know, ABC News went through that computer analysis and assured us that uh -huh. there was no conspiracy, there was no plot. It just happened that one bullet did all of that, and it bounced all over the place and came back and went right through Kennedy's. And it was pristine when they found it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yep. they said it with a straight face, the late Peter Jennings. I'll never forget that. Yes, well, that was humorous. And, and an old uh, Zircano rifle, the worst rifle you could possibly have bought mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. from uh, World War II Italy, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, notoriously terrible rifles. And sure. so no, that, that was not an assassination. One. No, no, it was a ritual killing, huh? Yeah. Uh, Andrew, does that answer your question, sir? 
Yes, and he's exactly right. Oswald did not shoot President Kennedy. Right. Uh, witnesses that were in the plaza that day saw two men in that window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Oswald's rifle shot wide to the right, and if Oswald had shot him, he would have known that, and the first shot that came out of the rifle went wide to the right, hit the pavement, and some of the spray from the pavement hit one of the policemen. Mm-hmm. And so it was not Oswald that shot the first shot. It was probably the other man in the window. Mm-hmm. And, and then was... I also think that maybe Oswald may have been rewarded. Uh, the uh, Jack Ruby shooting, mm-hmm. I think, was just a play-acting mm-hmm. thing for the TV. And I think Oswald probably uh, could be still alive. It's very possible. Uh, you know, there's so many theories on it, but we know that just based on uh, the Warren Commission that we were given a snow job, just like the 9-11 Commission and the yeah. Pearl Harbor Commission and all the rest yes. of it, you know. Okay, yes, thank you, Andrew. Good call. Thank you, as always. Paul in Ohio, you are on the program now with Alan Watt. Yeah, Alan, are they still disarming Scotland? Oh, that was over and done with a while back, yeah. Um, there go. Even 30 years ago, you had to jump through hoops to have a shotgun. I heard and, just and recently they were disarming the Scots. Yeah, well, it's now they're taking all their shotguns from them. And that's the only uh, firearm they could really possess. Did any of them put up a, a fight? I, I'm sure there was a lot of uh, uh, digging in gardens going on. Uh, that's traditional over there, yeah. They've had centuries of having to bury weaponry in, in Scotland uh, from orders from London, uh, from old swords and spears down to rifles. Uh-huh. Loading never again, huh? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Alan. Thank you, Paul. Interesting, yeah. Uh, Culloden, as they say, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Kennedy thing, I just want to get back to it for a minute before we go to the next call. Um, you remember the uh, uh, the situation having to do with, um, oh, I'm trying to think, I think I'm losing my thought, but there was an officer, police officer, Tibbet, was that was that his name? Yes. Tibbet, right? Now, he was uh, killed. Uh, he was one of the first casualties, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And it was like uh, when, when Oswald was apprehended as the alleged shooter and the media focused in on him and then we saw what uh, purportedly happened to Jack Ruby, um, this, this, you know, the Warren Commission, if, I don't know if you've read the whole thing or not. Not the, the whole thing, no. The Warren Commission report, and Gerald Ford, President Ford, was there, mm-hmm. another insider and another puppet. Uh, it, it seems that the Warren Commission report totally and completely swept under the rug so many pertinent facts about what happened in Dallas as reported by people who were there. Now, the film that has circulated... I'm sure you've seen it, the video, showing the driver of the limousine carrying President Kennedy shows him turning around and firing right at JFK. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on that video that has circulated for a long time? It would be the type of thing they do in plain view because they understand psychology and how people perceive things. And when you're seeing something that can't happen, that's how it, it, it is actually done. They pull it off that way. You think we, we know for sure that the driver, all these drivers are trained. When there's anything happens, they speed up. This man slowed down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They almost stopped, in fact. So, so you 
so thought is there's uh, authenticity to that, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, Richard in West Virginia. Hello. You are next, sir. I think he's coming to the phone. He's wending his way. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's see. Do we have Richard? We'll give him a countdown. We'll give him a five, four, three, two and a half, two and a quarter, two. All right. Richard left. Okay. He couldn't hang on. I'm sorry. How about Patrick from Kentucky? Let's take him. Hello, Hi, Rick. Hi, it's been a while. Thank you. Say hello to Alan Watt. Hi, Alan. Hello. Um, yes, uh, the caller that called a while ago that suggested that Oswald was still alive, I think that's ludicrous. But uh, I was wondering what your opinion would be or um, if you have any facts um, that, I, I mean, I've I've thought about this, and I don't know if anybody's ever brought this up before. If there's a possibility that um, the President Kennedy was warned, and we have heard that, not to go to Dallas, is there a possibility that he could have been brainwashed to go to Dallas and be part of this ritual sacrifice? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think it turned out that way at all. Um, I I think he also was on a roll himself. Uh, he, He had a big ego, too. Uh-huh. And I, I think that he really had everything uh, uh, under his thumb, basically. Yeah. Uh, in a sense, that's what they also do. If, if a, a president begins to think that they're a real president, they generally shoot you. Uh, that's what happened to Reagan when he came back from the Helsinki meeting after being elected. They always go to the Helsinki meeting. And uh-huh. he was promising the world uh, of fantastic things. He was going to give money to all, every country on the planet and help people out. Uh-huh. When he came back, uh, they shot him just to remind him that he was not really the boss. Right. So I, I think this is the, the type of thing that's done. Do you right. feel that George Bush had a hand in the shooting of Reagan? Uh, very probably. Um, I'm sure they all they were all in it. There's, there's only a few, a few families at the top there, and they're all interconnected. Well, the Bush family is one of them. There's no question there. They may not be at the apex, but mm-hmm. they certainly have the experience of the CIA Fascinations and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. Very incestuous relationships there with that community. Yes. And if anyone was brainwashed at all, I, I would suspect the present president was brought up in this condition um, because he really acts as though he's the boss, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't really make the decision. And in mm-hmm. the high occult, too, yeah. uh, the front man, the main man, number one, is never the boss, it's always number two. Mm-hmm. That's it's... how it works. So the advisor is more important than the president. You mean Dick Cheney is walking in George Bush's slippers? Pretty well, yeah. <laughs> Pretty well. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Richard, for your question and call as we near the next and final break. Uh, it is a fascinating uh, subject, and uh, as you say, you know, a lot of people just like to a lot of people just like to hear this because of curiosity there. People like to hear about conspiracies and plots and so forth. But I don't think that with our audience here you find that to be the case. These are people generally who have studied and researched and looked at it. And what they want simply is to expose the evil that lurks on this planet because evil can and will be overcome. Alan, and uh, there is one I know who's higher than all of them, and he says that the day 
of the Prince of Darkness is coming to an end. And that's why I think we're finding in this day and age today more satanic activity than I think there ever was um, in it's, this world. It's out in the open now, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's brazen, it's bold. Um, you know, the denigration of uh, Messiah. Uh, all of these things that are happening now are just uh, signs, I think, of the latter days that we're seeing. And uh, we, we still are commanded to get out there, do what we have to do to expose it and bring it down, because he is the victor, and we are going to be victorious. I don't think there's any question is that we are going to win over Satan. Satan has already been defeated. He just has to roll over, my friends. All right, we'll wrap up with Alan Watt, our guest, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. I'm Rick Adams, the Paul Revere of Talk Radio. Stay tuned. We, um, I think we're going to uh, end in just a few moments because we... We really don't have time to invite more phone calls right now, but I wanted to ask you, Alan, because uh, you are such an interesting guest, and uh, you uh, you certainly are, are very uh, succinct in your responses. Um, uh, are you planning uh, to have another website, you say, to, uh, to help uh, make it a little bit easier for people than the current website? Yes, I've got more videos to put up there nice. and talks. Um... And so that way I can split it down into audios. Uh, you can go right to audios, other ones to previous shows, other ones to, to some of the written work I've done. And so it'll be split up and easier to get through this, the whole site. What has been the response? Have you had any interference uh, take place from anyone, powers that be? Oh, I, I get interference all the time in so many ways. And uh, um, when I first hooked up a computer, the first thing that came in was a Trojan horse. Mm -hmm. A brand new one that wasn't listed on anybody's uh, list. Is that uh, right? So I, I had the honor of getting getting that, and uh, that closed down the computer uh, five minutes after it was hooked up. Uh, so uh, yeah, I get I get uh, troubles all the time from the. Are you point. your own webmaster, or do you have other webmasters? Uh, no, I've got them? I've got one in the states there, Jason. Okay. Right. And right. he's uh, he's pretty well dedicated himself at the moment. Is to, that Jason Bush? Is he a George Bush uh, family member? No, I don't know. No, he's not. That, no, in fact, he might even, <laughs> he might even change his name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, kind of difficult to have that name right now, isn't that's it? That's right, that's right, yeah. I mean, I don't even eat Bush beans. I mean, that tells you how bad things are. Yeah, well, there you go. And, yeah. and even Moses saw a burning bush. Right, know? right. You yeah. know, one thing I, we didn't get into tonight that came up, and that is the reptilian, uh, you know, the if you will, the satanic uh, nature of many of these people who we think are human, um, and they have flesh and blood and bones and so forth, but they, they have that reptilian uh, nature under their skin. I'd like to get into that with you if you can come back sometime. Uh, absolutely. I've studied Good. a lot of, on the, the, the real meanings of it, not the, Good. the Good. fake one. Yeah. Excellent. I'd like to get into that next time. But uh, currently then, as we end the program, let me just give you a, a chance to, uh, if you will, just sum up and uh, tell people uh, if there's another way they can reach you. If they're not online, what can that be? Uh, they can write to me at uh, the site 41, box 4, Estere, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, -E, Ontario, Canada. And uh, the postal code is P for Peter, 3, E for Elizabeth, 4, N, 1. And my name is Alan Watt. Uh, and they can write to me, and I'll, I'll reply to them. Yeah. Sure. Very good, Alan. Okay, and... Uh... I just want to take this time to thank you very much for being my guest. It's been my uh, my pleasure. It's been mine too. 
Thank you. We'll do it again. Sure enough. Okay. Good night now. Bye now. All right. Alan Watt, very interesting program and uh, much more to come. Uh, Monday night, a reminder. Monday night, we start our new time. If I'm not mistaken, yes, no change. We're going we're gonna, to uh, do it. We're going through with it. Uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, not 8. Uh, I'm sorry, Central. 9 o'clock Central. Is that right, Rick? Yeah. Okay, so that means uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, uh, 7 West Coast Time. So uh, those of you will be listening to us a little bit later, an hour later, just to remind you that you won't be calling the network and driving poor Barbara nuttier than she already is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you then. We have special programs lined up next week, so join us Monday night, God willing. Yahweh bless you, and remember, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Rick Adams, good night.